A lot going on in the industry. Killer Mike won hip hop album of the year at the Grammys. He got his first Grammy, I believe. So shout out Killer Mike. Round of applause on that. But it was a lot of controversy after him winning that award, specifically with the streamers and Joe Budden. A couple streamers came out. Kai Sinet came out and said he didn't believe Killer Mike should have won. He believed Travis Scott should have won. You know, Killer Mike, if you not if you're not an 80s baby, 90s maybe, you're not going to be too familiar with his music. Kai Chanel, I think he he a Gen Zer. Like, I, I damn near believe he born in the 2000s. So, Type shit, yeah. So, my, Killer Mike was putting out music before he was born. So, yeah. I'm not expecting him to know anything about Killer Mike. You feel me? Travis Scott is more for his generation. So, he came out, said what he said. Joe Budden, of course, responded. And Aiden Ross came out and attacked Joe Budden's. And him and Kai Sinet both both went out Joe Budden like, man, you old, you washed up, fuck you, we we could buy you, we get more money than you, what you want to do, you want to bet first to 100 million, like, we get money over here. Joe basically was saying like, hey, show some respect, you know what I'm saying? Even this, Even if this ain't your generation, Killer Mike is a legend in the game, and just because you don't know about him doesn't mean he don't deserve the respect or he didn't deserve to win. Now, a lot of people was calling Killer Mike a quote-unquote house nigga for being super pro-black or whatever the case, and we were supposed to be uh, 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 protesting the Grammys, and he went and accepted the award. <laughs> it's just a whole lot of shit to unwrap. We're going to get right into it. I'm going to let you know the guys give day three cents on it. First of all, did you listen to the album? Do you believe he deserved to win that award? And how do you feel about the whole situation with Joe Budden and Kai Sinet and Aiden Ross? I feel like I did listen to a little bit of the album. It was good. I also listened to a little bit of Utopia. Um, it was it was mediocre. You get what I'm saying at best. And I think that uh, when you're speaking on like a rap album, I think Killer Mike's album was more of a rap album compared to Utopia, and that's why it won. Um, when it comes to Kai Sinat and you know their whole reaction thing, the younger niggas, again, like like how you said. You're younger, so you're not going to necessarily know who Killer Mike is. But just because you don't know something doesn't mean it's not valid in the, in the space it's in. Like, doesn't it doesn't mean that it doesn't deserve its respect in an award. You get what I'm saying? Just because you're not put onto it yet. So I think for the younger niggas, like, instead of going that route immediately, you should be like, man, let me check it out. Because then now you add something to your bag. Maybe, you know what I mean, you fall off into a whole nother genre Whatever the case is, but you just learn and you grow instead of being like, man, fuck this music. You get what I'm saying? Or this shit shouldn't have won because how you know? You know what I mean? So that's how I feel about it. Yeah, albums all the way around is 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 an art, is an artwork. It's a body of work. And I think the difference with a lot of these new generation is that they're more used to rappers. We more used to MCs. 
It's a difference between rappers and MCs. Killer Mike would be considered an MC. On the dialogue, his perspective, his storytelling, and everything that he puts into his art form. Not to take away from the rappers, but they make music that's hot right now, the club music or whatever the case it may be. Just because you make club music now, don't to say that takes you away from being an MC, but the context of the things that you choose to talk about, I believe is a difference. And that's why rap albums, his album might be more listened to from maybe older people years down the line versus these other rap albums. I don't even know too many rap albums that was even released that was hot right exactly. now. Like, I don't know what niggas who, who even dropped albums that he competed with. <laughs> nah, for it, real. It, like, it's mainly the who, young niggas. Yeah, but who who was they who was they really mad about? They just don't like the way he rapped, probably. That's the only thing you could really be mad about. But if you go listen to what the nigga actually saying, then you 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 might have a different perspective. A lot of people, half the people that listen to music don't even be paying attention to the words unless you Facts. really study the art of music. But a lot of these motherfuckers don't even know like what real rap is. They didn't even grow up on that versus what we see now. That the microwave music, the shit that's hot for 30 seconds and the motherfucker be the next nigga that's hot or the next whatever single that they dropping. We used to albums, the whole project. And I think, I mean, he deserves his accolades. He, he a long time coming. Cud did act too wild to me about what yeah, he, he got. It wasn't Cud there squabbling shit. No, and I, shit. I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah, see yeah, all that, but fuck the pigs for taking Cud to jail after Cud just had his moment. <laughs> but at the same time, he was acting a fool, like a kid in a candy store. Like he lost his damn mind. Like that was the greatest thing in his life. I'm not mad at him because he probably feel like all the work he didn't put in, he finally got acknowledged. But it's like, damn, Cub, relax. Right. <laughs> yeah, Cub was, was doing his thing. Yeah. I, I think the disconnect is when we came up, we still had real rappers that came from the struggle and put that into the music. And it was an art form, lyrics, storytelling, metaphors, similes, bars. That's what mattered more than the melodies and making hits for the club. Like you gotta realize, slipping was a hit. That was a song talking about overcoming depression and drug use, and you know your parents being on drugs, just hitting rock bottom and coming back up to to basically be a winner. That was a hit. That was a single. You can't make songs like that to be singles no more. Like if it's not playing in the club, if it can't get a TikTok dance, it's not gonna be released as a single today. That's just what it is. So the whole format of how music. Is concocted, completely changed. Then you got to realize these Gen Zers and these younger generations, they got TikTok brain. They're not trying to listen to no lyrics. The simplest salt shit that they can remember, that's what they want. With a good melody that they could hum and dance to, that's what they want. But And Killer Mike was rapping, rapping on the album. And he surprised the fuck out of me. Because after the whole shit went down, I said, man, let me go listen to this shit. Oh, shit. This nigga barring up. Like, yeah. he's really rapping, rapping. So just... The type of content he was giving, I couldn't see Kaisenet and Aiden Ross listening to that. It's like, you didn't come mm. from that lifestyle. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just doesn't resonate with you with the way that you live life. So I'm not even mad at them for saying that because they more so can relate to Travis Scott. Mm -hmm. That's their lane. But it's a stigma in hip hop that once you reach a certain age, it's lame for you to still be rapping, which is fucking insane to me because... Rap is a lyrical sport, and the older you get, the more developed your brain gets. The more you live life, the more information you retain, the more experiences you get to experience, and that can 
that's more content for you to put out lyrically. But this is the only genre where you're looked at as lame for continuing to make music at a young age. Rock stars, these niggas 96 years old, Fact. still touring. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Country singers, 78, still mm -hmm. touring. Blues, like you go down every genre, they are respected by the by their by their up and comers. They mm -hmm. respect the 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 lane that they pay for them. They salute they OGs. In rap, we shit on them. Oh, this old ass nigga. I remember Game said, Oh, you 38 still rapping? Uh. Then he hit 38. Like, damn, I still want to rap. Still rapping, yeah. Like I fucked up. He admitted I fucked up. Yeah. And I seen the interview with Webby. <laughs> with his son. <laughs> with his son. <laughs> and his son is in there saying, Oh, if you rap after 30, you lame. His dad is older than 30 and still rapping. And Webby had to check him, like, hey, hold on. You're rapping now. Mm -hmm. Little nigga, you gonna be over 30 at some point. So don't talk yourself into a trap. And you ain't even really blew up yet. So <laughs> you, you, are, you better you be careful, careful, nigga. You yeah. ain't even blew up. So you know what I'm yeah. saying? You, once you reach 30, that's not old. We look at 30 as old, but once you hit 30, that's just your 20s with money yeah. and, and knowledge. Like it, it's really still your 20s damn near. But how y'all feel about rap having an age restriction on it because I feel like the older you get the better your music should get because nah. that's more experiences and more knowledge you got nah I agree I think it's dumb as hell like you said rap is the only thing that's judged off of just off the age bracket and, and it's stupid because like you said the repetition of making music is when you get better and better you listen to a lot of rappers that was young you'd be like man this nigga didn't develop into something else. He was trash when he was when he first started. You know what I'm saying? And over time, he got better. To it's like, damn, you ex you never expect him to get there. And we got people that we we know that died early in a rap game. Where you'd be like, man, I wish I got to see him at 35. I wish I would have got to see them Tupac or Biggie and Nipsey and all these people at 40 years old. What would they have been doing or what they would have been talking about in the rap game? Would the rap game even still be where it's at right now if we had a lot of them people that was younger still collectively rapping you know what i'm saying and it's only frowned upon depending on how good you are in the rap game niggas ain't talking about jay like that you know what i mean for us you wait here if he drop a verse niggas ain't gonna be talking about how old he is or you gonna it's gonna come with age that oh damn jay's still that old and he dropping shit like that like you know what i'm saying so it's a stigma it's basically if you trash that's what niggas really getting at <laughs> yeah, like if you a trash rapper at a certain age niggas looking at you wild like nigga just let it go but rap it's only, you're only using your voice, cuz, so I don't think why it should be an age limit. It ain't no fucking sport, like, where your body can't work no more. If your voice still can work, you still got something to say, you still got shit relatable to talk about, I think it shouldn't be no age limit when it comes to rappers. And I think that's a fact, because there's not an age limit when it comes to listeners, right? Like, you have 30-year-old, 40-year-old people who still want to listen to rap. So when you hit 30 and you're a rapper, I mean, you can still choose to... Speak to the younger kids. Look at Drake, right? Or you could choose to be like a killer Mike and speak to the older generation. So I don't think you have to age out of rap. And I think we're the only industry that does that because we're the only culture that has this like live fast, die young Fact. type of yeah. attitude to life. Like, you get what I'm saying? Even a, the sort of respect we have amongst one another, it's crabs in a bucket kind of mentality. Like, you got to get on top of somebody to get on or to get over. And so that's why I think that like more so instead of respecting the people before you or the people that's coming up, you look at it as a threat. And so you shit on it and whatever the case is. And that's why 
you see things like, oh, if you're 30 and rapping, you still lame. Like, nah, you're not. You, life is really just starting. Even the stigma of being old at 30 is wild. Like, that's really <laughs> only in the black community, more, more so. We the only ones who really think being 30 is old. You know what I'm saying? But say you live to be 76 or something, then you felt like you was old for 40, 40 more years. You know what I'm saying? So it just depends. That whole stigma, I just think you as old as you feel and depending how you take care of yourself. But let's get up out of that mindset of thinking people is old at 30. And I think the narrative is changing. Shout out to what's the what's the what's the dude that just got out, man? Big hit. I don't know how old oh, yeah. he is, but I know he's kind of older than the average rapper, and he he doing his thing right now. So I'm hit, uh, hit boy yeah. dad. Yeah, yeah, shout out, shout out to Big yeah. Hit. He yeah. he came out of jail yeah. going crazy. And like you said, he's up there in age because his son is already fully grown and dead, probably our age. So right. you know he's much older than us and He's changing that narrative. He put out some fire with game. Mm-hmm. I, I seen him. He going crazy. The freestyles, the radio freestyles. Shout out Big Hit. But I think the stigma, is, it's a number of factors. Hip-hop came from the streets. The streets, 30 is old in the street. Because if mm-hmm. you've been in the streets since you was 11, 12, by the time you damn near 30, you, you should be retired already. Niggas looking at you crazy if you still out here at 30 doing dirt, doing the same shit we was doing at 17. Like, damn, nigga, you ain't graduated and moved on from that? <laughs> you still out here doing that? So hip-hop has a direct tr- correlation to the street. It, it's always been tied in from the hustlers and the rappers. The mm. game bangers, the rappers. It's always been intertwined. So somebody like Jay who puts out a 444, you a young nigga on the block, what the fuck you know about billionaire art? And investing in stock and crypto. You like, I don't want to hear that shit. I'm on the block. I got ops. I'm doing my thing. I'm selling crack. I'm selling drugs. I'm doing drugs. That's what I want to hear. Who's the only one really talking about that? The young niggas. Because that's the life they live in. Because once you... I, I, I can speak for me. At a certain point, I, I love to hear that shit. Now... It, I got to be like in the <laughs> gym or something where I need to get amped up. But just riding around, I don't want to hear that shit. I want to hear talking about progress growth, like teaching me game or teaching the people game, that's more sort of the type of shit I want to hear day to day. Like I can't wake up seven in the morning, bang and shoot him up, kill, kill <laughs> yeah, no more. Yeah, like yeah. I used to when I was 17, <laughs> walking to school with my CD player. Like it, it changed. So like you said, the demographic, you still got people that's 35, 40, 45, that still want to hear rap. But what can, they cannot relate to a Travis Scott yeah. or none of these little niggas that's 22 rapping about what's going on now. I don't know about that. And I need somebody to represent my demographic. Even, even I think though, I think the difference was too that a lot of rappers before was talking about the struggle. But even though we was listening to that at seven, eight in the morning, they was talking about how to get about the struggle. You know what I'm saying? Facts. The difference of doing dope versus selling dope. The difference of making better out of opportunities that when you ain't got no opportunities. So Facts. I think coming from coming from nothing to something, a lot of that was different in the music. Now it's just they telling you to go merc shit without even no real objective of why you doing what you do. And That's niggas now niggas is like Travis Scott, like he repeating Fiend fifty times. Like you gotta think about it, like <laughs> which is cool. The song is is it could get catchy, but really think about what he's saying. A fiend, 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 fiend. Like niggas now is talking about being fiends too. Like that's a big part of the music industry now too that I don't think kids had back then. Like niggas is drug addicts. Yeah, man, that, we gotta kill that drug addict rap. That <laughs> shit is all the way out the door, but. Another thing with the rappers, man, respect your motherfucking elders and the ones who came before you and paved the way to do what you do. Whether you like they shit or not, if it wasn't for them, your little ass wouldn't have been in the position that you in. 
they had to pave the way. They, they wasn't making all this money that y'all making now. They didn't have streaming and Instagram where they can go straight to the fans. They had to be outside them, them uh, record label companies. They had to go run down on the DJs, damn near threaten them. Play my shit, man. Like, this is real shit. That's how Papoose got on. He running down on K-Slate every day. So, like, man, I don't want to hear that shit. They damn near finna fight it out. Man, all right, give me your CD. Oh, damn, this nigga hard. Like, bro, they had to do some other shit. Selling out the truck, Master P. These niggas really put in groundwork for you little niggas. Now you just get on the internet, put a song on Instagram. If it go viral, you on. They make a TikTok dance, you on. But that wouldn't have happened if them niggas wasn't outside putting in the work. So stop shitting on the people who came before you and show some motherfucking respect. You don't see them little rock and roll niggas coming up saying, man, fuck Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> fuck Kiss. You know what I'm saying? Nah, they, they like, crazy. man, these the legends. I, yeah. I I hope I can make it to their lane one day. Y'all coming in the game, fuck these old niggas. We got it now. Like, cut, that's crazy to me. Show some respect. Like, we got to bridge the gap. But it ain't just on the young niggas, too, because a lot of you old niggas that don't want to give it up, that's gatekeeping the game. yeah. yeah. And that's shitting on the young niggas. This is why a lot of the young niggas is shitting on y'all. Because it's a lot of y'all that could be helping and using your star power to just shout just shout one of these young niggas out. Oh, yeah, man. I see you out there doing your thing. Keep going. Put that on your Instagram story. Let him re, uh, uh, repost your shit. That's a look for him. A lot of y'all don't want to do that because y'all don't want to give up y'all spot and realize, hey, the, the time in the limelight might be up for you. Yeah, you still got your older fans or whatever the case, but just being that nigga, that's over for you. You had your time. It's cool to let the young niggas come up too, though. That's why Drake get a lot of love because he show love to the young niggas. He put them on their music and he get hate from the older niggas. So for niggas like Joe Budden, you feel me? He's from that MC generation, bar for bar. People will say you a hater. You know what I'm saying? How y'all feel about that? Y'all feel like he hating or these older niggas be hating? To to a certain degree, and 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 um, I feel like maybe not necessarily hating, but it's still a competition. Like kind of how what you were saying, like they feel threatened seeing the younger niggas come up, and then on top of that, the younger niggas is getting bigger paydays than the older niggas. So I feel like in other genres of music, uh, the the greats are they they got paid and they still around. Where we got rappers who either didn't get paid, got got gypped out their money, or they or they died or they went to jail or something. Where like it's almost kind of like they didn't even get to see the growth to feel on top, even though their name might be known worldwide. If you don't got the bag and, and, and the financial security later on in life, then you probably still feeling like, damn, I still got to be out here in the field and get it. So then you got 15, 21 year old, whatever rapper coming up. That's probably going to make you feel more so threatened because you still got to eat off this shit compared to being like, okay, I'm going to help bring you up. But I still think it's better to work together than put somebody down. What did, what did he say? Um, You know what? I don't... Let me look up exactly he, what he, he said. He was just saying that... He was literally just saying that young niggas pretty much that, yes, they're still adults in hip-hop. Like, people don't want to hear that fiend shit. People want to hear, you know, Killer Mike. Like, people still want to hear that type of shit. Well, I, I heard his response. I didn't hear what he initially said. He basically was saying, like... um, because they were saying, you know, Joe, people are always going to have opinions. You know, it's like sport sport commentators. Like, they got opinion on the game even though they didn't play. He was saying, yeah, that's cool. I respect it. But it comes a time when when the players who actually played get to talking, the Keyshawn Johnson, the Michael Irvins, the the uh, Shannon Sharps, right. the commentators got to sit back and shut the fuck up. You wasn't in the game. Yeah. yeah, we got your two cents, 
But we was really in this shit. So that's basically what he was saying about Kaishanet and Aiden Ross. Like, y'all coming out shitting on Killer Mike because all I seen on Twitter was people saying, well, who the fuck is Killer Mike? I never heard nobody get in the car and say, turn that Killer Mike on. Like, damn, they're shitting on his moment because you don't listen to his music. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, you didn't have to do that. You could have just kept it as, damn, man, I, I wish Travis Scott would have won. Like, I ain't really listening to Killer Mike. Shout out to Killer Mike. But they more so made a joke. Like, who the fuck is Killer Mike? Who listen to Killer Mike? Like that, like shitting on his legacy. Like what much. you that mad for? So yeah. right. So that's why Joe was like, "Hey, you little niggas, show some fucking respect." You know what I'm saying? Like he's an OG. That's basically what was Joe was Joe's uh, response to what they said. But man, let's bridge the gap between the young generation. And the older generation, you, you feel me? We the only genre that do this dumbass. Yeah, everything shit. is subjective, but niggas is always hating. That's the problem. Niggas be hating for nothing. If another nigga win, I'm gonna salute him. I ain't gonna be mad, even even if you wanted, if you was going for somebody else. Like it is what it is. He deserved it, or he got what he got. Shit, you got to just come back and try again. I'm saying, but niggas be hating for nothing. That'd be the most things about niggas. Nigga can't never see a nigga eating, or nigga want to be the man, or he want that moment. If that nigga finally got his moment after so many years. And you still got a knocking for it over because you want somebody. How much shit did Travis Scott didn't won already? Like, I don't know how much he got, but I know that nigga name stay ringing and shit. So <laughs> facts, that's yeah, a yeah, super y'all, fact. Y'all mad about nigga ring getting one ring? You feel me? But yeah, to the OGs, <laughs> man, y'all, y'all, y'all got to start showing love too, though, because that's a big problem on the West. A lot of the up and comers say, "Man, I grew up damn near idolizing y'all. Now I'm trying to get in the game. I can't even get a shout out. I can't get a picture. I can't get a feature. Like y'all just shutting us completely out of the game." We got to bridge the motherfucking gap. But while we speaking on rap, let me transition to this. I had a good debate with somebody about this, so I, w- I want y'all opinions. Two-part question. Who's the greatest rapper alive, currently living and making music, currently? And who's the greatest rapper of all time? Either Man. one of y'all want to start it. This is, this is, this is... That shit tough. This is the, the take. If we see now, it's hard because... It depends on what we considering, like, cause, cause, like we say, when you get MVP awards, you you count everything. If you count, if you playing basketball, you get assists. You count the motherfucking the the points you scoring, the rebounds you getting, or whatever. So if I count an all around rapper, I'm gonna count his hooks. I'm gonna count his punchlines. I'm gonna count the songwriting and everything. So I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Wayne probably the hardest nigga right now, man. Far as if if you really have to throw two niggas in a cage and get in there, Wayne might Wayne might be out doing niggas. But it depends, like I say, what type of music that you're really looking for. And I'm gonna have to say Tupac was the greatest rapper because of everything he did at the age he was. Like, ain't nobody ever gonna outdo Tupac when it comes to the work ethic, the amount of body he's put out. At 25 years old, including movies and all that other shit. You know what I mean? And going to jail on top of all that other shit. Yeah. So he he didn't have as much time as everybody else. And he was the way he did it was it was down there immaculate. Like I don't think that'll ever be repeated in history. And on top of that, he's going dropping platinum, getting into it with, with record labels, you know what I mean? Having problems putting out his music. So I'm gonna say Tupac is the greatest rapper, and I think Wayne is might might be the hardest thing out right now, mm. far as when it comes to just <laughs> making music that people want to hear, and he could bar for bar with anybody. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm I'm gonna go with that. Damn, talk to us. That's tough, right you there. You need time to think. I need time to think on that. All right, one. look. So for me, 
bro basically took my answer because like, greatest living, man, it was either it, it, it's always a toss up between Jay and Wayne. And the reason I give it to Wayne, because the amount of music, number one, that Wayne puts out, you got to take into account his fucking mixtapes. Yeah. Wayne put out a thousand mixtapes. How many mixtapes Jay put out? I don't know if he got any. any yeah, I think you know what I'm saying? All his shit was major releases. But I think a lot of people put Jay up there because of a lot of the moves he makes outside of music on the business side, being a mogul, becoming a billionaire, and becoming a brand Jay-Z. That is like, you know, that starts to come into play when people think, oh, the greatest. But when we just talking about music, bro, Wayne is, first of all, he started at 17. How old was Jay when he came in the game? Older than that. In his mid-20s for yeah. sure. He was in his mid-20s for sure. And since Wayne has come in the game, Wayne has always been like, a main figure since he came in mm -hmm. with the hot boys. I'm talking about he had the fewest words on back that ass up, but he had them to the hottest verse. Everybody knew Wayne shit. Right. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Bling, bling. He coined that. Like Wayne has done great shit since he came in the game. Jay didn't get his recognition till Pac and Big died. When Pac and Big was alive, wasn't nobody talking about Jay. Niggas wasn't listening to Jay. And Jay was out. Re Reasonable Doubt was out. Reasonable yeah. Doubt didn't get his love until... Damn near a decade after it came out, we when we went back and started listening, like, oh shit, Jay been dropping jewels, he been dropping game. And like you said, Wayne can still do what the young niggas doing. He can still bar for bar, freestyle. He can still write songs, hooks, like he's still relatable. He can still put out his today. Jay, he got to disconnect with the youth. I think yeah. he's having a hard time connecting with the younger fan base. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And just like I said, just counting Wayne's mixtape run. He's arguably had one of the greatest mixtape run ever. Not to mention he had the most features that... As I was in jail when he was doing all them features. I was in the pen like, this nigga going crazy. <laughs> he, what, he had like 200 something features? Fuck 200. And, he had 300. And he, and he bodied every one. Facts. And he was going at Jay a little bit like, man, what's up? I'm coming for the throne. Jay Lowkey was like, you know, he took his diplomatic approach like he usually do. But yeah, I think living, Wayne got it. I think Wayne got it. You, you got to give it to Wayne because how old is Wayne right now? You got to realize yeah. he still got more years to reach the age Jay is at now. Yeah. So that's still X amount of years. He could put out more projects. It's just, I don't know. Wayne just got too much body of work, man. Wayne could spar with any of them. Yeah. And I thought about, like you said, I thought about the Jay-Z thing, but then I think about the um, the verses on um, God Did on the DJ Khaled track. Okay, yeah, they was both, yeah. They <laughs> both, they both was yeah. on there, but everybody was going crazy about Jay verse. But I'm like, look how crazy Wayne went. He went crazy. But he went crazy with fewer less bars. words. Yes. He yeah. had fewer bars fewer and straight bar to the point. And every <laughs> every single point uh, in bar that you dissect, you like, this nigga really went crazy. And he didn't have to say much. That's when really the definition of less is more. Like, Jay went crazy. Don't get me wrong. Took look, you five minutes, though. Yeah, exactly. Wayne got to the point, dropped his shit, and killed everybody on that track. Now, so Wayne is a, Wayne a different like, animal. And you got to... Realize Wayne, he birthed a whole generation. I love Everybody that. after Wayne was clones. Young Thug, clone. He brought currency in the game. Like, you got to realize what Wayne has done at, at the age he done it at. Not mm -hmm. to mention his, his influence in fashion 
with the bait, the skateboard shit. He had all the niggas in the hood on the skateboard tip. Like, bro, Wayne done done some shit. <laughs> what that you know nigga what say? Saying? Dreads and face tats, nigga. I'm the apex. I'm the like, apex. <laughs> like, what? Nigga, how you even put that Pink together? Even apex, I'm nigga. the pinnacle of this <laughs> shit. Exactly. Go Google. Go mean? Google that if you don't even know what the fuck that means, man. That, nigga, that, everybody that, who came yeah. out to Wayne, dreads and face tats. You you Wayne clone, bro. Yeah. Wayne got you like this. Show some respect. But greatest all time, like you said, that's Pac, bro. That's Pac. First of all, Pac only rapper I know. That 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 uh that shot a cop and got away, got away with, with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm Not saying. to mention yeah. was on the front line with the Black Panther shit. Yeah. I'm talking about militant with the movement out there putting his life on the line for, uh, about that shit. Not to mention the impact that he left at, like you said, that age. How mm. old did Pac come in the game? 18, 19, died at 25. How much fucking body of work he got? They still releasing un unheard Pac mm -hmm. songs. They still got songs. Even and everything he talked about is still relevant right to this now. day. Still relevant today. And when you really think about like Tupacalypse, all that shit, he really, really, I mean, didn't get pop until a couple albums in. I feel like where where niggas was really like, oh, it's Pac. Like he was he was infamous at that point. Right. It took him longer to get his classic album. So just between yeah. then to the death, it's like it's a lot that from that two, took place. From Tupac to Machiavelli to Everything now they gonna argue about it. They gonna say Biggie. You feel me? Nah, no, it ain't even close. Nah, yeah, I'm yeah, only yeah. saying that Biggie had more metaphors and bars. That was about it. But when it comes to just all around a player, that's what I'm saying. Pac was the greatest to do it. And a lot of these niggas got their work ethic from Pac. They say he went in the studio and just did what he did. Went crazy, writing song after song. Next song, next song. You know I, what I think, I'm saying? I think only the big gets tied in with Pac. Number one. Because Big was the Pac for the East Coast. They ain't had nobody. Mm -hmm. So, bam, Big got the crown. Then they beefed. So, now they tied in with the East Coast, West Coast. Then Pac died, Big died. Like, damn near, damn near the Identical, same time. Yeah, so, yeah. now it's like, okay, we're going to forever comparative. And they was cool at one point. Like, everything just tied in and intertwined. But if you put the music up, the music up... It's not even close. Nah, that's fact. Big had what two albums? One out that came yeah, out and yeah. one that's unreleased. Like, and it's not, not that, even not close. They, they both came out, but I think one. I think he ended up dying off, off of one. Don't yeah. give me the line. But um, even certain niggas though, man. Shout out to Stack Bundles. We don't know what where Cub would have went, and not even just Stack, man. Um, Big L, Big L was was a lot of these niggas. Fathers too, you know I've what I mean. Shout out to that, Big yeah. L, L Ebonics. A lot of these niggas got their style from Big hey, look, L. Big L was killing niggas I'm, back I'm, then. I'm, hey, hey, and that's the thing. He battled Jay, and they saying Big L won. <laughs> yeah, like Big L was the J before the J. Yeah. So that's what I mean. It's like, and then you look at it, Jay Z. For the people who say he's a goat, what year did he run rap? Because I seen that going to Jay. Never really ran rap. Like he never had a year like Dennis Jay. Me personally, I never. Liked him to like. I've always known he's had great content within his music, like you know what I mean, and uh, the business thing. But besides that, yeah, I don't remember. Like he's always had a hit too, but I'm not sitting there like, damn, he was on fire that year. Like I, I, never, I, I, never I, 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 I fuck with Jay. I fuck with Jay, but Jay music, I just appreciate his art. But it never hit me deep. It's like, an acquired taste to me. It never hit me deep. It never <laughs> hit me deep like DMX. I felt his pain when in his music. You feel me? Like that hit deep. A lot of a lot of rappers. When Fifty hit the game, you knew, cuz you couldn't hear. I couldn't walk outside without hearing the Fifty Cent CD in somebody's <laughs> car. I swear to God, I ain't never seen nobody shit ever hit the scene like Fifty did. He ran the game, like you said. Certain niggas, Wayne from 08 to whatever, ran the game. Is Dmx at did. one point? Dmx yeah. at one point was Jay. Now doing the movies. This nigga went platinum twice in one year. Like. 
people sleep on the impact of, of X. If he wasn't on drugs and he had a business mogul mindset, imagine what that nigga would be. He'd have been he more appreciated. He was doing movies yeah. with fucking Jet Li. Aaliyah. And really acting Aaliyah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. damn, this nigga X, bro. Like, this nigga could be damn near actor. And I don't think people expected that from him. Belly. Cut to the shit. shit. Belly, that's shit. what I mean. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He was cold. But I want to say this, brief intermission, because you brought up Stack Bundles. That was my favorite rapper growing up, right? Jim. We need that stack album, dog. I know I done seen all your interviews. I know you say it ain't on you. You say it's the family. It's a whole lot. Whatever y'all got to do to reconcile that and get that man's unreleased music out, that, that rock star album, we need that, bro, for, for his core fans and for him because he did a lot for your career and, 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 and helping you get to where you at. A lot of your style came from stack, the ones who know, know. Now, I'm not saying you ain't did nothing for him, but you the only one that I know who got pull enough to pull this off because he was you was right here with him. You y'all damn the twin brothers. You know what I'm saying? So, man, let's get that stack album out. I don't give a fuck if you got to put it out as a mixtape, an EP, put it on SoundCloud, YouTube. I don't give a fuck how you got to put it out. We need the G's music, man. Rest in peace, stack. That nigga influenced me a lot. <laughs> a lot I got a lot of my style From that nigga All that fly shit That gorgeous gangster shit I was running with that In high school You know what I'm saying Between Stack and 50 Them was my influences So when people get on here And say Oh y'all West Coast bias Y'all don't even know I didn't even grow up Listening to West Coast music Not like that I was on the mixtape scene I fuck with Dog Pound And all that shit Corrupt All that shit But who had more of an impact That mixtape scene Man that was just different for me but yeah, if they still got stack music, that's wild. Like, bro, they, yeah. they still got unre that whole album never I came even out. Know that. They need to drop that though. But yeah, shout to Stack Bundle, shout to Far Rockaway, man. Squad Recipe up. Recipe Stack, man. Yeah. Squad up. <laughs> Greatest uh ever. We ain't get it yet. Cause cause you you for the younger generation, yeah. so you might got a different pick. I do. I mean, so I kinda I kinda was at a toss-up for between Jay and Wayne as well. Like I feel like when you look at Jay, I could say him due to the content within his music, the consistency of hits, the awards, the accolades, and then also I feel like just expanding and pushing rap further than it's gone, you know, at the time. So I feel like you could say Jay, but then you could say Wayne because it's like Wayne created the next generation of rap, really. Like we kind of saying the young thug and, and all the, the lils and all that shit. Like, so, I mean, for me, it's a toss up, but I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Jay. Honestly, I'm gonna say it's Jay, and I'm gonna say the greatest ever is Pac. And so that, let me, all right, let me ask you this: if you if you had to choose on a three or a road trip, who you popping in, Jay or Wayne? Damn, what a three hour road trip? No, nah, not even three hours. I was, I was finna say three, but that's too kind of short. Just a road trip, maybe ten hours. You have to play all Wayne or all Jay. Who you playing? Damn, I'll probably play all Wayne. Because <laughs> Wayne I'm got, just saying, hey, don't stop playing. Yeah, then. stop capping, man. Yeah. Got, I don't know. You man. might run out of Jay music, nigga, yeah. from here to uh You gonna be doing Wayne gonna have you. He gonna, he got he gonna shit have you for the turn. girls, he, he got shit for you. everybody. Yeah. He got shit for everybody. Listen, I'm Jay. not shitting on Jay. Don't get it fucked up. I'm Jay, a big Jay, Jay one fan. of the goats. And I had all Jay albums when I was a kid from Blueprint on. That's when Jay really that's when Jay really did it for me. When he dropped that blueprint, I saw yeah, bro different. Bro different. You know what I'm saying? I didn't grow up selling drugs. Yeah. I grew up the stick up kids, so I I related more to niggas like Fifty and X because they was talking the talk of the shit I was doing. 
I wasn't selling drugs. So the dope rap, I'm like, oh, all right, I'm not hustling. You know what I'm saying? But once he dropped that blueprint, that shit hit different for me. But the reason I say Wayne, the versatility, the prostitute flange, like he can mm. go do that and then go bar for bar. Like his range is just too crazy. Yeah, I didn't grow up. And that's the thing. I grew up not really listening to Jay, but as I've gotten older, going back, he got some shit. Like he's cool, but definitely, you know, when you when you say that question, it's like, man, I probably listen to Wayne. And me growing up, I knew more Wayne than than Jay anyway. Jay was already almost damn near like I was born in ninety seven. Jay's almost damn near a fucking mogul by the time I was, you feel me, what? 14, 15, he was already right. mogul status. I still, I still know all J music. Like, I still listen to Reasonable Doubt. Like you said, I still listen Facts. to Blueprint, Blueprint 2, the Black Album. He got shit. But it's just, if I gotta, if, if I gotta choose, I gotta choose Wayne at this point. It was a lot, a long argument, but Wayne is just, if, if you ain't saluting Wayne at this point, something wrong in your taste in music. Pac the greatest rapper ever, though. Yeah, bro. yeah, it's not he, even he, a debate. He, he had the music, he had the bitches, he had the clothes, like he had, he had everything. Really, he 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 did a lot for us. He set the blueprint. Yeah, it's not even a debate, bro. It's not even like, a debate with not, Pop. Just Pop. outside, yeah. He's on that mantle. So. Look, we gonna come back to some music shit, cause you know that's my lane. I, I could talk music all day, <laughs> but l l let me talk about some other shit real quick, because I just came back from North Carolina, South Carolina. Shout out Carolina, and as I was bar hopping. You know, because I'm a fan of old fashions. Like, that's my thing now. I am I was a tequila boy, that shit over with. I was a vodka man, that shit over with. Uh, I'm on this bourbon now, this old fashioned, this, you feel me, this OG sipping. And I'm starting to notice that's a, that's a drink where if you didn't go to school to learn how to mix drinks, you can't make that shit. And the bar scene now, as far as the urban scene, y'all just getting bitches from Instagram that thirst trap on Instagram and throwing them behind the bar to make drinks and they fucking this shit up. They they mixing shit wrong. They they over they they putting too much juice, too much ice, not enough liquor, or they putting wrong shit that don't even go together. And just because she got her titties and ass out, we supposed to be happy with the drinks. <laughs> to the black clubs, the urban scene, please either send these bitches to school to learn how to mix drinks or hire people who did. A real fucking bartender, a real barologist. You can't just get a bitch because she got big titties and a fat ass and put her behind the bar. The drinks is trash. Read the comments under this. Niggas gonna agree with this. The women gonna agree with this. Y'all gotta cut this shit out, bro. You go to these white bars. They went to school. They flipping the cups. They setting shit on fire. Don't don't <laughs> even get me started on the Hispanic bars. You know they've been drinking since they was eight. Yeah, nigga, they came out the womb making drinks, nigga. <laughs> Facts. So, man, we got to get it together as a community, bro. The urban, these Instagram model bartenders, it's not it, bro. But you know what that is? That's that's like, and you know me, I'm, I'm a Gen Z hater, but that's the Gen Z shit. Like, Gen Z is like, bro, Gen Z is like, the concept is great. The execution is not there, though. Like, you go into a bar, it'll be nice. They got the right music. They got the right people in there. But then the actual service, it falls short. That's that's just what I be seeing within bars, restaurants, nigga, everything. So that's how I feel about that shit. You ain't got nothing <laughs> to say, cuz? What's up? Yeah, I didn't, I ain't really I ain't really thought that deep about that shit. I'm thinking like, deep, nigga, because I was out there. I ain't, yeah, Bro, you, 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 speaking, <laughs> you talking about North Carolina? I ain't been out there. Yeah. I ain't got shit to say about North Carolina. No, no, but it's everywhere. Because, yeah, you nah. know, when you make an old-fashioned... That's a drink that's meant to be sipped slow. 
The slower you sip, the more the ingredients mix, the harder it hit. It's not meant to be goat like tequila and all the shots and all that shit. So you got to put a certain type of ice. You got to put that big ass cube that damn near don't melt at all. It's like dry <laughs> ice damn near. Once they bring the drink and you see regular ice cubes in it, you know they did it wrong. And that's all I was getting out there. It was rare to get that shit made properly. And I'm just looking at them. Okay, she look younger than me. She look like she just got out of high school. I know she don't know how to make no fucking drink. <laughs> but go to her Instagram, 100,000 followers, yeah. 250K, OnlyFans account. Like, I know that's bringing the men in. That's bringing the money. But let's teach them how to actually make the drinks, bro. Because that's a big reason why we come into y'all establishments. You know what I'm saying? We got to get that shit together, though. Niggas don't give a fuck, though. As long as, like you said, the titties and the ass are having a nigga right there. Yeah, a lot of motherfuckers that... I mean, besides women, a lot of motherfuckers don't even be caring. They be wanting they shit strong as fuck. Some people feel like they ain't getting enough enough liquor in their drinks. They trying to get maxed. Uh, motherfuckers be in that bitch complaining they shit ain't strong enough. That, that, yeah. Yeah, let, let's get that shit together, man. If you, now, if you're trying to be a liquor connoisseur, then you, you might have a, a different perspective. Yeah, that's on the that. homie sound like he on. Uh, yeah. Nah, bro. Hey, look, because you know, in your early yeah. 20s, you just start yeah. drinking. You don't give a fuck. Yeah. You like, man, just give me the bottle. You drinking out the bottle. You don't give a shit. Long as you get drunk, you get older, it's an acquired thing. Like, you ain't trying to get blackout drunk. You just trying to get a little buzz. And this is very rare. I don't even drink like that. So when I do, trying to enjoy that I shit. want my shit right yeah. and I want to enjoy it. But the Instagram thirst trap model done took over the bartending scene. <laughs> and the shit is fucking terrible. It's fucking horrible. Let's get that shit together. But yeah, let's move, let's move on to another topic. Oh, this one I seen. That was crazy. Um, the get ready with me. <laughs> we did a segment we on did, it and the footage did. got fucked up. We had to cut it out. Which kind of damn near saved us because we we was clowning like everybody else, but bro got the last laugh. He did. I just seen bro got a fucking target sponsorship. He did. Yeah. Shout out to bro for not giving a fuck about what nobody say and show that as long as you stay consistent, it's gonna pay off. And this is prime example of hate spreads faster than love. That's a fact. Haters put you in the limelight. You gotta realize, bro was going viral every second of every day. Just getting retweeted of people clowning them. Look at this lame ass nigga. This booty boot. <laughs> and y'all put him right into the lap of Target. Say, oh shit, we could use this uh, publicity. He getting how many millions of views? Mm -hmm. How many engagements? Bro, shot to the top. Yep. Now you got to realize, people that show love, they might just double tap and like mm -hmm. and keep scrolling. They're not going to repost your shit like that. They might leave a comment, oh yeah, keep going. But them haters... They can't wait to tell the world how much they hate you. Why you think Charleston White do what he do? You're going to keep me in the limelight. If I do what you love, you're going to double tap. Hey, keep going, bro. That's it. Nah, them haters, they repost it. Fuck this nigga. Yeah. This bitch ass nigga. Look at this. I hate this nigga. And then that's just going to breed more hate and more hate. Bam, you done landed to a fucking million dollar deal. Because social media don't see hate, hate or love. It just see, like you said, analytics. That's all that, that people see when they're trying to give out a deal. They nah, don't see how many people yeah, hate you. Like, they're looking at analytics. So it's like, you got a 1,000 or 100,000 hateful comments. Shit, that's still 100,000. We could work with that. So there's still it's still traffic to the page at the end of the day. That's why it's like, niggas could have hated on it. And it's still going to go to the top because it's about the engagement. 
Well, start hating on me, cuz I'm ready <laughs> really? to get my Man. fucking millions. Get my motherfucking yeah. sponsors. Talk y'all shit about me on this motherfucker. Go crazy. <laughs> oh, insane. Nah, but it's crazy because they say you don't start to live until you stop caring what people think. Because even when you think about it, cuz when you go to the graveyard, it's not going to matter. Like, all these opinions that people got is going to die off, and the people who had opinions about that is going to die off. So live your life how the fuck you want to live it. And... Do what you feel like you need to do is right in your heart. Because at the end of the day, these niggas' opinions ain't making you no money. So it really don't count at all. It don't matter. So that's what and he won. Like you said, Cud got the golden ticket at the end of the day. He had the Tiana little porn star. On her, on her yeah. Yeah, got Tiana a, Trump tweeted, yeah, come set your camera up over here. Let's do it. Get gobbler. ready with yeah, me while like, I'm, you know, <laughs> doing what I do. If two, you know three. anything about Tiana Trump, you know, nigga. Yeah. I don't she's know a, about Tiana pro- Trump, but she got enough clout to, yeah, to set this camera up. She's set a that throat goater. Professional gobbler. Oh, yeah. she, she wanted to go to the throats, nigga. Hey, Tiana, shout out to you. He said that the viral way. He said, come right over there and set that up, Saying he won. ASAP cut one all the way around the Cut got the board. bread in the throat, goat. Yeah, on the set, yeah. cut one. Hey, but look, this this is one topic I gotta get on. We gotta end this shit in 2024. I know it's not gonna stop, but I'm still getting on you bitch ass niggas because I'm tired of you niggas. These simps, bro. We gotta kill simping. We gotta make men men again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just now this gonna tie into a, a, a post that's going viral. Right, this dude painted his fucking nails. You niggas is is weird as fuck for that. And that's a whole nother topic. Dude painted his nails, and he basically was like, you know, why y'all mad at me? Why I gotta be gay? Like, how you don't know? I'm... Basically, he was saying, you know, this is a good opener for females because they tell him like, oh, I like the color, and that's like an opening line, and that's how he gets females. What the fuck happened to just approaching women as men? First of all, if you gotta paint your nails. To get a woman to talk to you, you need counseling and you need a father figure. That's some whole other weird ass shit. That's number one. And it's this simp culture that got women acting the way they act. So even though we get on the women, you know, we make them take their accountability. We got to make men take accountability too. Because I see it. I see the homegirls DM. They showing me. Niggas, they never met. And they're going crazy. Never yeah. met. I'm talking about Cash App. Here go 500, beautiful. Go get your nails and hairs done. Never fucking met this woman. Hey, daddy, I broke my phone. Yeah. $1,000. Go get a new one. I'm reading the DM. I'm ready to fly you out, take you shopping. Knowing he's not finna fuck yeah. either. Like, they doing this shit. So when bitches is online talking the way they talk, believe it. It's a fucking simp out there validating what they're saying and yeah. really giving these bitches money. So a regular guy don't stand a chance. This nigga is in Timbuktu, <laughs> cash up and her 1500 for nothing. Just for the conversation. Mind you, the nigga was married. She showed me the shit. Yeah. He was married, but every Friday, he like her therapist. That's the way he get to cheat. Send her money. She talks, send him a little video. Oh, here go my OnlyFans link. He keeps sending her money. I'm looking at it. These niggas be thinking they in relationships just off a of conversation. Yeah. Like, that shit is wild to me. But it I, is what it is. I ain't, I ain't mad at the bitches, man. Break these niggas. Get y'all fucking money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because these niggas, real. they deserve it at the end of the day. They willing to do that shit. You might as well eat. Yeah, if you that thirsty yeah. for it, you might as well. Yeah, you feel me? Capitalize off of it. Fuck that, man. We got to get rid of these simps. We got to start deep these niggas or something, bro. <laughs> it's over with, Because y'all done fucked the game up. I'm talking about just imagine you a regular guy working a regular nine to five. Then we got company. 
That's probably one of them simp-ass niggas right there. <laughs> Heard me talking. You a regular guy working a regular nine to five, making 40000 You trying to talk to a woman who got a DM full of old-ass niggas willing to send her 300 400 500 at any given moment. And you talking about let's go do a coffee date or let's go walk at the beach. Nigga, and what? he's paying her <laughs> bills from Massachusetts. And she live in Cali. She ain't got to do nothing for this money. FaceTime him. Oh, hey, dad. Like, come on, cuz. It's bad if you a regular... If you a regular, everyday, average Joe, it's bad for you. It's damn near. The world is damn near getting to a point you're either going to be a trick or a pimp. It's, it's getting to that point because these mm. bitches going to finesse you out your bread regardless if, if you're if dealing you with them, especially their high maintenance. They don't even care no more. It's all about the dollar. Relationships, the the stigma of what relationships supposed to be is not what it is no more. Them days is over with. So if you ain't getting your chili up, it, it, it's going to get ugly. Like you said, that the the Simpsons out of control, but social media fucked that up. And this is why certain niggas in the streets always had the bitches and always had different shit because them niggas didn't even approach women. They didn't even deal with women, and the women didn't want to deal with them. But now they dealing with them, just finessing them. They mm -hmm. wouldn't have had a time of day if you was in high school or you was in college or whatever because yeah, these niggas that approach them. Now they can get in the DMs and they can still finesse them. They would have been finessing these niggas before, but now it's just like, well, I can finesse you without even doing that and give you a few words and respond to you, ignore your ass for three weeks till I need some more bread. Like, these niggas is wild. Sims fucking the game yeah. all the way up, bro. Y'all fucking the game hey, up. It, it ain't just them either, though, cuz. These rappers that be bragging about spending 35000 yeah. on a bitch, 60000 or oh, I have to I have to chase this bitch and pay 60000 Like, cuz, no piece of pussy is worth nothing, really, cuz, to keep the G. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. Nah, where you get, if you, once you fuck a bitch and get a nut, then what is it after that? What value does that hold for you? <laughs> nah, real shit, cuz, y'all gonna bleed me for this, nah, but it's, real though, it's yeah. really no value in the pussy. Like, Unless she out there selling that motherfucker. And then, and then the value of that ain't even that much. Unless she really doing escorting or bringing you two, three bands a day. Put a bitch on the corner that thinks she the baddest bitch. Watch that motherfucker go action. <laughs> How much you gonna offer that bitch? $40 holla. Yeah, $50 to $100 You get something. this volleyball. Yeah. Hey, but look, you gotta realize. A lot of these rap yeah. niggas, they famous and rich now, but they was lame. Yeah, they was geeks. This is what women don't understand. They keep no, saying, they know. look what such and such did for his girl. This nigga was a cornball before the deal. He was a geek. Before yeah. he got the money, he was a fucking lame. So he got to buy his way in, into meeting these type of women. And that's making it bad for niggas that don't. Like bro said, after you fuck the bitch, I don't even want you around me. Post-nut clarity is real. And you got to think about it like a lot of niggas grew up with, with just a mother. And there's no knock to that, but some niggas that grew up with just a mother really, really got it bad. You get what I'm saying? Because they were told to respect women, which you obviously should, but in a way that really is going to have you being never crossing the finish line. Like you're going to become a simp the way, the way your, your mother is raising you up to treat women really, because a man is going to tell you to treat her good, but he's going to make you understand certain things and how you can get taken advantage of. A woman is never going to tell a son the dark side of, of women because she doesn't view herself that way. No, fact. You get what I'm saying? So that's fact. also you got niggas like that growing up thinking women is just can't do no wrong because that's what their mama taught them. Facts. I seen, I seen a woman tweet, why every time I have sex with a man after we done, it seemed like he irritated with me. And this is why I keep <laughs> saying post-nut clarity is a real thing. Post-nut clarity is a real thing. Before we fuck a woman, we are like a bull. 
that season matador holding that that red towel that's all we see is red once we get it nine times out of ten y'all done made us chase this shit so long by the time we get it the anticipation was here <laughs> the actual performance and, and quality of the pussy is here so now we pissed off don't let the pussy be trash. <laughs> I that's what I'm saying. Really hot. Nigga, yeah. I'd have took this bitch to Steak 48. I'd have been walking on the beach. <laughs> long phone calls, FaceTimes. I'd have done everything the bitch wanted. I got the pussy, she and started, the shit was yeah. nothing. She started transforming in front of your eyes. You the like, shit was Damn. nothing. So after you nut, you like disgusted with the bitch. Like, man, I'd have wasted all this goddamn money. Fuck your stupid yeah. ass. Why did I even yeah. fuck this yeah. dumbass bitch? So <laughs> posting that clarity is a real thing. That's why we be irritated with y'all after we fuck. I'm just keeping it G. Because nobody going to tell you this but us. I'm going to keep it real. Post-nut clarity. That's why after we fuck, we're disgusted with get you. Get off. Get off. Get the me, fuck yeah. away from me. Don't even talk to me. Don't even breathe. Matter of fact, what you finna do? Or I'm shit. just keeping it G. But that's only to the ones who make you jump through crazy hoops and do all that yeah, extra if, bullshit. If a nigga not disgusted with you, keep that nigga around, man. Because after, after he fucking, he still want to be around you. It's a, it's a different ball game. You got to be a different type. Like, you one of the ones. If a nigga fuck and then he trying to cuddle up now, he turn that movie on, yeah, you one of the ones. Yeah, he fuck with you. We, we finna keep you, you around. Never we fuck with that. you. Yeah. Not for if, sure. If you don't. Hey, but look, th this one is for the... Uh, fuck, I forget her at. I'm at you in this post. She wanted us to do a review of the late Lanier movie. Break down the late Lanier history form. So it's pretty much a predominantly thriving Black town, I believe after Reconstruction era um, in Oscarsville, Georgia. It was a town of black carpenters, welders. Uh, farming was the number one occupation within the town. Um, and I believe after that, it was, it was flooded, right, to create a dam. And so obviously people were um, dragged out of their homes who didn't want to uh, leave or they were... I guess, taken away in a flood. And so even before the whole Lanier situation with black people, it was um, an area for Native Americans as well. So the land is cursed because you got a whole bunch of foul shit that's happened on it, you know? Um, but you want to yeah. talk about the movie? or you? No, man, we're going to talk about I just wanted to give them a brief history of the actual lake itself. Now, they say it's cursed because, like you said, it was a... It was an all-black town. They wanted the land to... It, it, it says the original intent was to serve as a hydroelectric power source, mm -hmm. provide water for a fast-growing Atlanta, and operate as a flood control mechanism for the region. So basically, they took the land by force. A lot of black people lost their lives. The town got flooded out. The whole shit is sitting under the lake. So now, anytime people go swimming that lake, they mysteriously die. So they say it's cursed. So they made a movie about it, right? Mm -hmm. Mind you, this movie's $6. <laughs> cool, no problem. We for the fans, we for the people. I pay the six, Amazon Prime. The, the, the fucking trailer looked like, oh, this finna be some good shit. Solid. And on top of that, I, it, it went viral because on Twitter, white people was mad as fuck, saying, what the fuck is this shit? This is, this is anti-white, this is racism. So I'm like, damn, it's like that? Let me go see what they talking about. Bro... Whoever you is, cash out me my $6 back. I got Zell Venmo, all that shit. This was the worst fucking movie I ever seen, probably in my fucking life. This shit, no cap, was horrible. It, it Basically, it's a black dude and his family 
They owned the lake. Mm -hmm. His ancestors drowned and died in the lake. In his mind, his ancestors live in his mind and have him finesse white people to come to the lake on his property. And then they wind up killing the white people in revenge for his granddad. So every time a white family come, his granddad pop up and say, okay, this is the last one. But it's never the last one. Mm -hmm. He's got to keep killing, got to keep killing. And I'm just like, first so, of all, the so, concept so some is crazy. Shit. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, you know, the granddad supposed to be a ghost, but they ain't even make him like eerie and ghostly. It's like a nigga just here. Like yeah. me and you, you just pop back. <laughs> Don't kill the nigga. Yeah. Can't just pop up like. So he's not in the movie, but he's back in the movie. Yeah, yeah. he's back in the movie, but it's like, you can at least make the nigga kind of see through invisible. Yeah. So special. Like, it's just a nigga just pop up. Yeah, I need another life. <laughs> this was the worst acting, the worst producing. And I hate to say it was, I want to say it was a black producer, but Damn. this shit was terrible. <laughs> the concept itself, it could have been good. Like, you could have yeah. just had, you know, the lake being haunted and people swimming So what dying. was this, based on a true story? No, the lake is a true, true story. story yeah. People yeah. really die in but the lake. It's the, really a town they, flooded under the lake yeah, on some racist so, but they shit. made the movie, like, on some bullshit. Like, it's some yeah. get back for niggas Not, to get back at white see, people. See, that, yeah. that was my problem with the movie, like... Cause I can appreciate a bad movie. Sometimes movie is so bad that it just it makes you laugh and it's and it's good because of that. But this movie was like again a complete 180 from what the real story was. I felt like you could the real story like if we really would have been would have been would have been scary. Would have been good. Yeah. You got niggas in in white hoods running around your town pulling niggas out flooding the town. That's that's real life scary compared to. You, like you said, the the grand the granddad telling you we need another one. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. Like the real life story is you you feel me? You can't even compare it to that movie. That like, shit you really was can't. terrible. And and black people, stop with this. We gotta get back shit. Y'all live with this victim mindset, and y'all are stuck in slavery. That's the only part of history y'all are proud of. What the fuck is so proud to be a goddamn victim? What are you proud of? Like, this is the only thing I... And this is what's crazy to me. When I see black people and white people argue online, right? Because they do it in our comments all the time. The first thing black people say, your people stole everything. Your people did this. Your people did that. So you're sitting here telling this, these people who quote unquote hate you that your ancestors were superior, so superior that... Y'all still got y'all foot on our necks now. We can't do anything. We're helpless. Please give us reparations. That shit never makes any fucking sense to me. It never does. And it never will. To sit here and say, I'm a victim of you. Yeah. You're basically saying, you're superior. I can do nothing that you don't allow me to do. You <laughs> are programmed to be a victim. I look at you like a bitch. You soft. I don't want to hear nothing. Don't nobody owe you shit. This is how I view it. Their ancestors did what they did. That history is not erased. They took what they wanted. They took it. What are you going to do about it? They're not giving it back. They still taking. No bully yeah. takes a school lunch and because you said, hey, can I have my lunch back? He give it to you. Yeah. You stop a school bully by punching him in the shit, breaking his jaw. And, and now they... Go ahead. No. Yeah, now I'm finna say, because they killed me for that. And I, I told niggas, stop looking for that damn 40 acres in the mule. We ain't yeah. getting this shit. It's like dangling the carrot on you on a treadmill right in front of you or whatever the case is. Like you finna eat or something. They don't give a fuck. They did what they did because that's what they wanted to do. We ain't getting shit back unless we go take it at the end of the fucking day. 
All that other shit is still crying about 400 years ago what they did to us. They still fucking us and we fucking ourselves by still holding on to that bullshit. So it's like, nigga, either we get right or we gonna keep getting left in this motherfucker. No, nah, in our community, we have a we have a thing where we do shit like this. Like, oh, we want to get them back. Let's make a movie reenacting <laughs> a nigga killing white people. Like, instead of, you feel me, advancing economically, advancing, you feel what I'm saying, educationally, et cetera. Y'all niggas rather go make a movie or take a picture or back in, you know, in the Black Lives Matter shit, niggas was crumping and clowning in front of police officers. Oh my just, God. You niggas do stupid shit. To, <laughs> that was the craziest shit I ever seen. The nigga crumped for justice. Like, bro. what is that doing, bro? What is it doing? That was crazy. So that's that my nigga, problem. Bro, that was the time in history that I didn't believe was real. I what could I do? Y'all show me what he did. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, the nigga crumped in front of the... You didn't see that shit? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm saying like acting it out right now. On the dead homies cut, a nigga crumped in front of the police. They got their blicks out cut there, just crumping like stomping <laughs> on the crazy. ground, taking his shirt off. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. We in the twilight zone. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. for sure. But yeah, that was crazy. So to the to the to the lady who uh wanted us to do that review, I'm on your ass. I'm on your motherfucking ass. <laughs> that was a setup. Yeah. How much time we got left? A couple minutes? Oh damn! Okay, yeah, we gonna wrap this one up, man. <laughs> this this was a good one. We finna go watch the Super Bowl. Who y'all got on the Super Bowl? Kansas City. Man, fuck that Super Bowl. <laughs> My season was bad when the Eagles went down the drain. This was the worst hey, look, season. I'm gonna call it. Fucking uh, Taylor Swift gonna fly in at halftime on her private jet. The Chiefs gonna be down. It's gonna look like it's over. She gonna come in all of a sudden. Travis Kelsey and them gonna start going crazy. They gonna win. She gonna be the topic of the Super Bowl. She's gonna be the good luck charm and all this extra bullshit. Now the NFL makes more money. I'm calling it right now, man. The motherfucking viral way. Bang. That shit. Ain't no handouts. I did it from the ground up. In the streets, dug in hardest where they found us. Got a problem, nigga. Watch my troopers mount up. My bitches bang too. And you a lame though. You niggas ain't outside. Yeah, we came through. You want your lights up? We put you on the shelf.